0: Look, I'm sitting here watching. Um, just feeling around with my fingers, just I gotta put see. this on pause. I love watching Doctor Pimple Pop or her pulling out these this stuff out of these people's bodies. This fat, whatever this stuff be, she be mucus and all that stuff, pus. I love. I should have been a doctor. Um, listen, this episode, I tried y'all in the beginning. Y'all can see how hard I tried not to be difficult and problematic, but I just had to talk about the obvious, because I was interested. Like, I really didn't do any research over the years about Elvis Presley and Priscilla Presley. I just kind of went off of people's word, and he met her when she was 14, and... So I read this article in this episode from People Magazine. I started off so good, y'all. Y'all would have been so proud of me. Like, wow, Queen Cha Cha, this is such a good episode. So if you are a fan of Elvis, honey, listen, you are going to get pissed at me. You are not going to like this episode at all. Because it ends very badly. And I apologize if your feelings are hurt, honey. But the truth is the truth. And I am just giving my perception and my opinion on it. And the truth is that Elvis met this girl when she was 14. And that shit is nasty. And I'm starting to question now if Mary was really 15 when she gave birth to Jesus. If anybody really even... You know what I'm saying? Like, I really think some pedophile shit was going on back in the day when they said that men married with girls. That that, that was pedophile. That was some pedophile shit. Because you could go and marry a woman and you don't have to be no damn child men did that shit back in the day because they was pedophiles they just don't want to tell you about that they don't want to talk about that part of it though ain't no man supposed to be sleeping with no young girl because he old and she young and all this old shit that was on that was when pedophilia was accepted and tolerated Now we all know better. Now we all not let nobody get away with that shit, really. Except for in Hollywood, they get away with that shit like fucking apples and oranges shit. You know, but uh, I'm not trying to get off of topic here. But look, my intentions were good, but I just I couldn't stick with it. I can't be fake, y'all. I cannot be fake. I'm not one of those people that is nice when they say. I just, I have to say what I feel. And it's not always going to be nice. I I still love y'all. I still, you know, I want to put truth and facts out there about Michael. I want to give you my opinion. I want to tell you how I feel about things. But this episode goes south so fucking quickly. (laughs) oh it goes out so fucking quickly like oh my god when i was reading that people magazine article i was like hell no y'all not doing this i couldn't help it so i apologize to those that get offended but if you like elvis don't listen to this and if you like them and you still listen I tried to tell your ass. <laughs> I tried <to> t- <laughs> I tried to tell you. Take care guys. Enjoy. The and we're great you know, I um I was gonna do this episode on Elvis. I'm still gonna do it, but I was gonna say certain things and I don't I don't uh oh, the fact that Ben is not here anymore. You know, I got to say, I am regretful about saying things about Elvis the way that I said it. Um, You never know how much something you say really hurts people. And that's something I'm trying to work on about myself is that you really have to watch what you say. Because I know sometimes when people say things to me or when I don't, get feedback I start really questioning my what I do not my existence or anything but what I do and I start doubting myself and I start feeling really insecure (sighs) so I have to get more compassion when it comes to saying how I feel like some things just don't have to be said Or they need to be said, and I can say them in a way that is stern but understanding. I don't have to be so raw about it. Um, So, this is what I want to say. For years, um, even when Elvis was living, well, that doesn't make any sense. Let me start over. When I was younger, I actually did used to like Elvis until I found out that he started dating Priscilla, Priscilla when she was 14. And I was really grossed out by that. Um, So I stopped paying attention to anything Elvis. I didn't support anything. But I did, when I was younger, have a crush on him. Um, that black suit that that man wore, I used to think he was so fine in that. And I thought he had the prettiest eyes and I love when his skin got darker. I loved his smile and the way that he, he did that grin where he turned that lip up, um, you know, and that. Black leather outfit was the shit for me. I'm going to look that up right now. Oh, let me look that up right now. Doggone it. I always make it so that my charger comes out of the wall. I got to get me a... Uh, change that outlet in my room. All right. Hold on one second. Oh. Okay. So he died in 77. I was eight years old. Yeah, I was, yeah eight, eight, almost eight. I was still seven. August 16th. Um... I want to see what he died from. Hold on one second. I just never knew. I heard he died sitting on a toilet eating a ham sandwich, but I don't know if that was a joke from a comedian or health, deterior- health deterioration and death. So Presley's divorce was finalized on October 9th, 1973. By then, his health was a major serious decline. Twice during the year, he overdosed on barbiturates, spending three days in a coma in his hotel suite after the first incident. Towards the end of 1973, he was hospitalized, semi-comatose from the effects of the pethidine addiction, according to his primary care physician, Dr. George C nicopopoulos presley felt that by getting drugs from a doctor he wasn't the common everyday junkie getting something off the street since his comeback he had staged more live shows with each passing year and in 1973 saw 168 concerts his busiest schedule ever. Despite his fa- failing health in 1974, he undertook another intensive touring schedule. Um, Presley's condition declined precipitously. in September. Keyboardist Tony Brown remembered Elvis's arrival. Let's scroll on down. Um, let's keep on going. Final months and death. Presley and Linda Thompson split. Uh, in 1976, and he took up with a new girlfriend, Ginger Alden. He proposed to Alden and gave her an engagement ring two months later, though several of his friends later claimed that he had no serious intentions of marrying again. Journalist Tony Shyman wrote, Sherman wrote that by early 1977, Presley had become a grotesque caricature of his sleek, energetic former self. Grossly overweight, his mind dulled, by the pharmacopoeia he daily ingested he was barely able to pull himself through his abbreviated concerts um in alexandria louisiana he was on stage for less than an hour and he was impossible to understand on march 31st presley canceled a performance in baton rouge unable to get out of his hotel bed A total of four shows had to be canceled and rescheduled. Despite the accelerating deterioration of his health, Presley stuck to most touring commitments. According to Gronick, fans were becoming increasingly voluble about their disappointment, but it all seemed to go right past Presley whose world was now confined almost entirely to his room and his spiritualism books. Rosley's cousin, Billy Smith, recalled how he would sit in his room and chat for hours, sometimes recounting favorite Monty Python sketches in his own past escapades, but more often gripped by paranoid obsessions that reminded Smith of Howard Hughes. Okay. So I'm just going down, down, down. On the evening of Tuesday, August 16th, 1977, Presley was scheduled to fly out to Memphis to begin another tour. That afternoon, Ginger Alden discovered him in an unresponsive state on the bathroom floor. According to her eyewitness account, Elvis looked as if his entire body had completely frozen in a seated position while using the toilet and then had fallen forward in that fixed position. Directly in front of it. He was clear. It was clear that from that. From the time. Whenever hit him. Whatever hit him. In the moment he had landed on the floor. Elvis had moved. Attempts to revive him failed. And he was officially pronounced dead. At a Baptist Memorial Hospital. At 3.30pm. He was 42 years old. Cause of death. When an autopsy undertaken the same day. Presley died was still in progress. Memphis medical examiner Jerry Francisco announced that the immediate cause of the death was cardiac arrest. Asked if drugs were involved, he declared that drugs played no role in Presley's death. In fact, drugs drug use was heavily impacted in Presley's death, writes Gronick. The pathologist conducting the autopsy Conducting the autopsy thought it possible, for instance, that he had suffered anaphylactic shock brought on by codeine codeine pills he had gotten from his dentist to which which he was known to have had a mild allergy. A pair of lab reports filled two months after later strongly suggested that Polypharmacy was the primary cause of death. One reported 14 drugs in Elvis' system, 10 in significant quantity. In 1979, forensic pathologist Cyril Rect conducted a review of reports and concluded that a combination of central nervous system depressants had resulted in Presley's accidental death. Forensic historian and pathologist Michael Badden viewed the situation as complicated. Elvis had had an, an enlarged heart for a long time. That, together with his drug habit, caused his death. But he was difficult to diagnose. It was a judgment call. So he was a heavy drug user. Um it looks like uh I don't know. It just he just uh, I want to say the industry killed him. He didn't fight for himself and he didn't fight for other people. So he just Succumbed to the abuse of the industry and just did what they told him to do let's talk about elvis in this black suit though let's 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 (laughs) let's get on that um and also uh a lot of people like him because he was a he was in the military Um, Let me see if I can find that black suit. Leather suit. There was two different leather suits. Now, the one I'm talking about is the one when he was way younger. He was like Elvis Presley's back black leather suit causes a stir at O2 Arena Exhibit. Um, I gotta figure out. Let me go back and see if it talked about. Excuse me. Night his 1968 comeback special lambskin black leather suit. Let me see. That's the suit I'm talking about. I wouldn't even know alive then. But you know, the industry creates people for their audiences. Um, at least they try anyway. But you get beautiful surprises like the Jackson family, Michael Jackson, um, Whitney Houston, Aliyah. So many countless Chris Brown. You know, the industry can't make those kind of talents. They come along and they just kill it. You know, fuck up the industry's factory rejects. The people who don't really have talent that the industry gives talent to. Um... Puts a machine behind their voices. Teaches them a couple of moves. And makes them do that over and over again. Oh, <sighs> Did it talk about. Priscilla and Elvis's. Let me see if I could. Uh... She hates black people. Oh my god. This lady cannot stand us. And I never understood why. Never understood why. Um, I don't know what we do to people to make them hate us so much, but okay. Um, Let me see if this article romanticizes Elvis and Priscilla, if they actually tell the truth. Okay. In Germany, 14-year-old Priscilla would hang out at the Eagles Club, a place for eating and entertainment. According to Priscilla, she'd often just listen to the jukebox and write letters to her friends one day a handsome man looking somewhere in his mom, mid mid-20s approached priscilla his name was curry grant not Curry grant but curry it says curry c-u-r-r-i-e grant he asked priscilla how'd you like to meet elvis presley my wife and i are good friends of his Of course, Priscilla agreed, and the night she went to meet Elvis, she wore a white and navy sailor dress. Elvis lived off the base in a bad Nauheim. In bad Nauheim. On the evening of Sunday, September the 13th, 1959, Curry and his wife and Priscilla drove for 40 minutes to get to Elvis' house. Out of nervousness, Priscilla didn't speak much. When she finally arrived entered the house and met elvis he'd taken a liking to her right away he even seemed to try to be trying to impress priscilla with his songs he played her that is so fucking weird it's so weird presley women priscilla and lisa marie's first mother-daughter interview after the first night of meeting Elvis Priscilla couldn't concentrate on school, but she told nobody that she met Elvis because she thought who'd have believed I that just last night I was at Elvis's house. Much has been made of the fact that excuse me that Priscilla was only fourteen when the pair was introduced, but the young girl was mature for her oh for her age and Elvis was mindful of the implications of the situation. Elvis wanted to see Priscilla again and so he began so she began visiting him regularly. For 6 months this went on. Almost as if they were a couple, Priscilla thought nothing of Elvis. Nothing but Elvis. She thought of nothing but Elvis but cared for him, listened to him and accompanied him. They were almost inseparable. That is, until that sorrowful day when Elvis had to return to the United States. Priscilla was photographed by the press at the airport when Elvis left for America. But some of those photos ended up in a Life magazine. Beyond this, there was surprisingly little publicity about their relationship. After Elvis was discharged from the army, his only contact with Priscilla Beaulieu was over the phone and by mail. Two months shy of her 15th birthday. I got to expand this because I can't. I cannot see this. It's so blurry to me. Oh, Jesus. Two months shy of her 15th birthday, the blue-eyed brunette. And uh, I got to give y'all a history lesson on brunette, squirrel moment. Um, brunette was was known back in the 1800s, 1700s. It was known for women that had dark skin. So if you were a dark-skinned woman with woman with dark hair, you were a brunette and you were considered to be beautiful. Let that sink in and do research on that. Um but of course, certain people took that term and hijacked it and it's only known for women who have dark hair. Dark hair. Not dark skin and dark hair. Just dark hair. Let that sink in. Um, Blue-eyed brunette with with the turned-up nose remained in Germany. When Elvis departed for the United States within days, there were reports that he was dating Nancy Sinatra. It was three weeks before Priscilla's next heard his voice. Uh, reassuring her that she was the only girl for him, and over the next two years, she grew accustomed to the rumors and denials, as well as the pain and frustration that came with Loving the World's Biggest Heartthrob. (sighs) From a distance of several thousand miles, in a press conference on the day he arrived at Graceland, Elvis played down in his relationship with the girl he left behind. But in truth, though he was dating Anita Wood and several actresses, he seemed to have reserved a special place in his heart for Scylla. For the time being, Elvis went along with Colonel Parker's belief that an all consuming that an all-consuming relationship would hurt his image and be bad for his career. Priscilla patiently waited for their union. reunion. During the conversations, Elvis would discuss his career, even his relationship with Anita Wood, causing Priscilla to wonder where she fit in. However, he was also insisted that he wanted her to visit Graceland. Scylla just had to hang on, and she did for nearly two years when she was 16. Amid newspapers and magazine articles linking Elvis to beauty such as Juliet Prowse and Tuesday Weld, Anita Wood and early, Anita Wood. Early 1962, I was coming down the back stairs into the kitchen. I heard Elvis say, I'm having the hardest time making up my mind between the two. I knew exactly what he was talking about and I had a lot of pride. So I just marched my little self right down the stairs and Elvis took me into the dining room and his dad was sitting at the table and we sat down at the table and I said, I'm going to make the decision for you. I heard that when you said, I heard what you said and I'm leaving. And I remember that I started crying. It was a very difficult decision to make. I must say that was probably the most difficult decision that I've ever made in my life. I have to say that. After having dated someone like Elvis for five years, five years, and as close as we were for this to end. And when I left, I knew there would be no going back. I said, I'm leaving. And I called Andy, my brother, to come pick me up. And we sat there and talked a little bit longer, but nobody could eat. Then one day in March 1962, after several months without contact, Elvis called Priscilla out of the blue and invited her to join him in Los Angeles. Simultaneously stunned and overjoyed, she pointed out that although her mother might be receptive to this idea, it would be nearly impossible to persuade her father, Captain Paul Bulio. Bulio. I don't know how to pronounce his fucking name. It was a challenge Elvis seemed happy to accept. While Priscilla prevailed upon her mother, Elvis spoke with the captain several times and finally won him over by agreeing to list to a list of rules. The two week long vacation would take wouldn't take place until Priscilla was out of high school for the summer. Elvis would send her a first class round trip ticket. The bouliots would be provided with comprehensive itinerary of their daily activities in Los Angeles. She would be chaperoned everywhere. She'd write to her parents every day. But at night, she'd stay with his friends, George and Shirley Barris. Priscilla arrived in Los Angeles in June and followed to visit Elvis's house on Bellagio Road. She didn't stay at the Barris's home. She did stay at the Rears Stone for one night. The next afternoon, Elvis informed her that he had planned a trip to Las Vegas. And shortly after midnight, she was sitting next to him in his luxury mortar home on the way to Nevada. She slyly circumvented the problem of her parents receiving letters each week by quickly pre-writing a week's worth and asking Elvis's butler to mail them from Los Angeles. Their next stop was the Sahara Hotel and Casino, where the king and, no, he's not a fucking king, where Elvis and his princess shared a suite. During 12 blissful, fun-filled days and nights in Las Vegas, Elvis took Priscilla shopping, chose the clothes she would wear, and instructed her on how to style her hair and apply heavier makeup. Elvis liked his women to wear plenty of eyeliner and mascara, and Priscilla readily accepted his choices. Courtesy of hairdresser of the hotel, her trusses were teased and twisted into a beehive, beehive style. Her eyes were heavily made up, and, result, and the result was apparent transformation of an innocent teen into a sophisticated siren. After her return to Germany, Priscilla had something to look forward to during the next six months. Christmas at Graceland, Elvis had invited her and once again, she had persuaded her parents. However, that request was nothing compared to what the Bulios were confronted with once the Christmas trip was over and their darling daughter returned home elvis wanted her to finish school in memphis elvis called captain bolio and used all his powers of persuasion if Sylla moved to memphis he promised she wouldn't live with him at graceland but with vernon and his wife in their house nearby she would be enrolled in the very best Catholic school where he'd ensure that she would graduate and she would be cared for and chaperoned wherever she went. Not only did Elvis swear that he loved, needed, and respected Priscilla, but he also insisted that he couldn't live without her. The Bulios were left with two painful alternatives— let Priscilla go and risk her being devastated if things didn't work out or veto the proposed plan and be responsible for destroying her happiness. In the end, Elvis got his way. As y'all can see, I'm enjoying the fuck out this article because it's giving all the motherfucking tea. Uh, <laughs> In the end, get Elvis got his way and Priscilla moved to Memphis. Priscilla moves to America in 1962. Priscilla did every fucking thing in 1962. This bitch was busy. Busier than I have ever been in my 52 years of living life. She did the damn thing from the age of 14 to 16. Go, bitch. Okay, in October 1962, while he was in Hollywood filming fun in Acapulco, Elvis played host to Priscilla and her dad and won her over the senior Boullieu with his charm and hospitality. You mean he loved Elvis's money. After a few days, father and daughter flew to Memphis where Captain Boullieu and Vernon Presley enrolled Priscilla in the all-girl Immaculate Conception Cathedral High School and moved her into the home that Vernon shared with his wife, Dee. So basically, to ease daddy's conscience, this is what a lot of people think. That's why religion is fucked. To ease his his conscience for selling his daughter, his teenage daughter, to a grown-ass man. He put her in a fucking Catholic school. And this is going to wash away his sins of being a shitty-ass dad and not protecting his daughter. Okay. Once her father had returned to Germany, however, Priscilla seemed uncomfortable living with her future in-laws, and soon she was spending more and more time with Elvis's grandmother at Graceland. Oh. Before long, oh, remember, she was pretty advanced for her age, right? Okay. Before long, for all intents and purposes, she basically relocated there. Vernon chauffeured Priscilla to and from school until she got her license, and he agreed to let her drive Elvis's Lincoln Mark V. He also provided her with pocket money to spend on clothes, gas, and going to the movies Bowling Alley and Leonard's Drive-In with Cousin Patsy, whose mother was Gladys' sister, Kletz, and father was Vernon's brother, Vester. Still, despite the company of Grandma Dodger, the maids, and the secretaries, Priscilla often seemed extremely lonely waiting for Elvis to return from filming. One such movie was Viva Las Vegas. Priscilla, this is what she says. Some stars went to meet other stars. Some stars have to hang out with other stars, not Elvis. I can't remember him once telling the colonel to arrange a meeting with anyone famous. He saw Hollywood as a home of phonies. He certainly felt out of place, which is why the minute the movie wrapped, he was gone. One memorable evening, the colonel arranged for Elvis to meet four famous people. But I believe it was the Beatles who were eager to meet Elvis. Not the other way around. In fact, when John, Paul, Ringo, and George walked in, Elvis was relaxing on the couch, looking at TV. Without the sound, he barely bothered to get up. Naturally, he was curious about the Beatles. He respected them mostly. He, he, I see, mostly he respected the way they achieved their artistic freedom. He saw how they did whatever they liked to do. And he appreciated their songs and especially their film, A Hard Day's Night, where their creativity and sense of fun came through so powerfully. Help was out or just about to be released. And also admire Bob Dylan and appreciate Dylan's serious songwriting. Elvis lo- Elvis's love interest in the movie was none other than f- the female Elvis and Margaret. They were instantly attracted to each other, and a relationship developed The crushed Priscilla this crushed Priscilla. she tried and even called Elvis to visit, but each time he'd delay, she'd try and call Elvis to visit. Even after the film, reports were still everywhere. Scylla couldn't take it anymore, but Elvis would threaten to have her go back to live with her parents if she protested, which is what happened one day when she threw a vase at the wall. Elvis began packing her bags and telling Vernon, Elvis's father, to set up the next plane and flight back to her folks. Then Elvis would apologize, saying, see, you needed this. Eventually, Elvis and Scylla just laughed it off. Elvis had decided Priscilla was the girl he wanted. One evening, remember, she's so grown for her fucking age. She just can do anything, right? One evening, shortly before Christmas 1966, Elvis went down on one knee in the bedroom. Oh, by this time, she was, okay. Um, One knee in the bedroom in Graceland and proposed to Scylla. Then he slipped the ring on her finger, purchased from jeweler Heavy Harry Levich. Uh, the ring featured a three and a half carat diamond and circled a row of smaller detachable diamonds. Ew, fuck, this story is boring. Just over seven years after their first meeting, Elvis and Priscilla were married. The wedding itself took place on Monday, May 1st, 1967. Elvis's film *Clambake* in Los Angeles, while Colonel Parker made the wedding arrangements. The ceremony took place at Al- Al- Aladdin Hotel in Las Vegas, in the small section, small second floor suite of the Colonel's friend, owner Milton Prell. The nuptials were presided over by Nevada Supreme Court Justice. David Zenoff and took less than 10 minutes in true Colonel Parker style. A press conference was held immediately afterward, followed by a breakfast reception for 100 guests, including many members of the press. The newlyweds spent their honeymoon in Palm Springs, and after a couple of days, they returned to Memphis, where on May 29th, they climbed back into their wedding attire and threw a reception at Graceland for all of their relatives, friends, and employees, as well as a few lucky fans. The only absentee was bodyguard Red West, who refused to attend because he hadn't been invited to the actual wedding ceremony. Married at 21, Priscilla Presley calls, recalls her time with Elvis. We're not going to read that because... Uh they try to skim over the fact that she was fourteen when she met that motherfucker. Nasty bitch. That shit is so fucking nasty. He dating all them grown ass women and go back to a little girl. That he has some that motherfucker has some issues. He didn't want to hang with nobody in Hollywood. They was just like him. I don't know how come he didn't hang out with him. He wasn't no better than they were. Nasty motherfucker. They were probably jealous of him because he was so good looking though. Hey, fine man. I mean, you know. They say the devil is ugly, but that motherfucker is really good looking. Satan is good looking. He's not ugly. Um... He he goes in and out different bodies though he don't stay in one body, but he don't. When you look at him, when he presents himself to you. He's good looking. He's not ugly. So I'm just sitting up here looking at these pictures of Priscilla and Elvis. I mean, they talk about it and they just talk about it like it's just normal shit. They don't, you know, they slide in there that that Priscilla was cunning for her age and. But this was a grown ass fucking man. Why were you dealing with a child? <sighs> several other actresses he was dating. Who were those several other actresses and how old were they? And how was Priscilla so much more manipulative than any other woman? She was a little girl. <laughs> Damn, they just, they, you, y'all, y'all, when I was reading it, did y'all get the energy that they just wanted to slide right on past the fact that she was 14 and they kept trying to make her parents seem like, oh my God, they just had this girl on their hands and they just didn't know what to do with. It was either her happiness or what the fuck you letting her fuck a grown ass man. And this is your child. What is, what future does she have for, I mean, what, I don't know what being these parents mind. That's why I was thinking about, um, R. Kelly situation, R. Kelly and Elvis is no different. And R. Kelly is paying for what he did because he and Aaliyah were together. Aaliyah, Aaliyah. And R. Kelly and Elvis and Priscilla were the same. Was It was the same shit. It was the same shit. Nobody was watching those two young girls. And they just went and did whatever they wanted to do. Because nobody cared enough about them to sit them down and say, Get your fast tail over here and sit down and you ain't moving out this house. But to go to school and to come bring your ass back home, that's it. That's all anybody had to ever do with Priscilla and Aliyah. That's it. Nobody cared about those two ladies. Two grown ass men going after teenage girls, children. A teenager is a teenager. They're not grown. fuck is wrong with people out here? It's crazy. And you can come up with all kinds of excuses about what they used to do back in the day. It wasn't right when they did it back in the day either. And it's not right today. And it wasn't right yesterday. And it wasn't right 10 years ago. Shit is nasty. Nasty. Elvis is disgusting. And, you know, I would say something, but I'm not going to say it. But the thing about this whole thing is that what people don't understand is the parents has something to do and the adults has something to do with why these girls got Back and forth to these grown ass men. And nobody sees this shit. And when you're looking at. Wade and James. And their mothers want to act like they're these fucking victims. They're not taking responsibility for. Trying to pimp their kids to celebrities. Because. Because. Uh, Michael wasn't the only celebrity that Wade and James were around. They're around a lot of other celebrities, too. They did a lot of fucking shows as little kids. And their mothers tried to peddle them and sell them off to different celebrities. But ain't nobody talking about this, though. But y'all sit up and talk about how grown these little girls are. And how they do this and how they do that. And it's like, but kids are going to be kids and do what they do. It's up to you as an adult to have, to discipline them kids. And tell them what they're going to do and what they're not going to do. They set up and rewarded Priscilla. Aaliyah was left by herself. With R. Kelly. And yes. R. Kelly is where he is at. And where he should have been. A long fucking time ago. Y'all just now getting R. Kelly. Because y'all want to start slandering black men. And fucking up black men. And making black men the face. Of all evil out here. And y'all know your precious Elvis is nasty. Did y'all listen to what the fuck I was reading? That is disgusting. Her father is gross. Priscilla's dad was nasty. And her mother was just as equally disgusting. Her happiness? Her happiness lies in a grown ass fucking man. We're not going to teach her that her happiness is within her. That's not what we're going to talk to her about, though. We're going to let her go with this grown man and let him fill you with some shit. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Y'all just let your child just go with anybody, man. That fucking shit is weird. And y'all, and the thing about it is, is that there are women who go to jail for keeping their kids in their homes by themselves but y'all don't do shit to these fucking parents out here that push their child into into the entertainment industry and be neglecting their child and let other people strangers take care of their children y'all don't do shit to them though But you quick to take a child out of somebody's home where the kid is standing there by themselves. What's the fucking difference? It's just y'all. This shit is so fucked to me. How can you not hold Priscilla's parents and Aaliyah's parents to task when you holding this mother over here to task? For neglecting her children. It's the same fucking thing, man. I don't get it. I don't get it. This new biopic that's coming out is it's three years the costume Halloween costumes will be played out. Um the only people who really, really like Elvis are white supremacists. Grand Ole Opry will be celebrating him and loving on him. And he's all over Las Vegas. where well, the white supremacists are, you know, white supremacy is a mindset. Remember what I said? It's not just somebody who has white skin or says that they're white. It's a mindset. So a coon can be a white supremacist. Anybody can be a white supremacist. Um, You just have to have that mindset. So, you know, with that being said, I'm going to let y'all go. You know, I was trying not to be an asshole, but I got into this article. And this article is from People.com. People exclusive Priscilla Presley was so nervous about Elvis being alone that she'd go with him to get his teeth cleaned. Um, And this article was done September 1st. 2021. It's a damn shame. And they... Mm. Boy, y'all some good ones out here. Y'all let these lies circulate about Michael. But y'all don't say shit about Elvis though. But you got R. Kelly in jail though. That makes a lot of fucking sense. It should be a whole slew of people in jail with R. Kelly. A whole slew of motherfuckers. This world is a trip, man. (laughs) Y'all take care. I'm out.